This is your host, Lamar Spacing. We're back with another episode of Space Station Podcast. And we are here with my brother. RJ the Guru. You already know. But first things first, as you can see where we are right now, rest in peace to John Witherspoon. Yeah, like most importantly. like First and foremost. R.P. Pops, for real. Like, we lost a figure, like a real movie father figure, like somebody that really stood out throughout our childhood right there. It's like, you know, growing up, when you see all these celebrities and these figures, you like you just think, like, they're never going to go away. Like, they're immortal. They're going to be with us forever. But then you get older and you realize people do age. People do eventually pass on. That's the craziest shit about it. You just never know when your time is going to come. For real. And then, like, especially somebody like John, where it's like he had, like, one of them everlasting um, impressions that he would leave on you just because like every time you watch like a Friday movie or anywhere where he was like relevant in the film he left something positive on you for me like he, he made you laugh like you go back and watch Friday 30 40 times in your lifetime and every time you're gonna laugh at every single thing he says you might be able to quote his lines because they like they just stick with you like that like dude was great and we lost we lost a good one today for real. Yeah, like I never heard a scandal about him. Never heard a, a bad thing about him from other celebrities. Nothing it was always good. Everything was always positive. Every interview, like he was an upstanding like person. Like, yeah, man, I was damn near ready to cry this morning, bro. I woke up three in the morning to this shit because you know a couple years ago there was like a little celebrity death hoax thing going around. They said he died. Yeah, he was one of them. So yeah. I was like, you know, this was another one. Now, I mean, as I started scrolling down more and more through Instagram and Facebook, this turned out more and more to be true, and that shit just broke my heart. Yeah, once you saw how heavy it was trending, it was like, damn, that really happened. And like, I don't know, man. It's just like, that's one of the things that makes you pause the world for a moment and just be like, yeah, there's some shit bigger than like what we're doing going on, but like, yeah, whether it was Wayne's Bros, Boomerang, fucking Friday series. My most fond memories was, of course, Friday, but Boomerang, he was fucking hilarious. Like, what was your some of your fondest memories of John Witherspoon? It's got to be Friday. But, like, for me, like, bro, Friday after next, like, all right, all three of them for sure, for sure. But, like, Friday after next, when he met fucking with Miss Rosie or whatever her name is, um, the old lady, the older lady. Oh, Terry Cruz's mother. Terry yeah, Cruz's yeah, mother, yeah, yeah with, the the, with the fucking, yeah. with the caterpillar on her lip and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I heard bro, she has that mustache bro, in real life. I believe she do. I heard she does. That shit is not a pencil, I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, I feel like that move, that's, like, where he really, like, that was, like, Mr. Jones. Like, we saw him at his full extent. Yeah, he wasn't he on a job. Nah, I mean, he wasn't dog catching none of that shit. Nah, I mean, he was being himself. He was running a restaurant. He had more camera time, like, for sure. Yeah, definitely more camera time in that movie. Yeah, and then he was, brothers barbecue Like, come on, man. He was in his bag. He smacked the shit out of his mom. Smack your mama. He smacked his own mother. Well, he ain't say that part. He smacked the shit out of his mother, though. That shit was funny. Salute that bitch. And Elroy. Shout out Elroy. He deserves his credit. But, like, it's not about him. Yeah, man, this shit is really devastating. Like, 2019, we lost a lot of good people. A lot of good people. Already, too. It's not even... I was cheating. You were? Yeah, a little bit. Shit, I can tell. Yes, man. R.I.P. John Witherspoon, you know. But let's get into some more positive things. God damn, this shit is heartbreaking. But on to you, my brother. So... RJ the Guru, that's that's your rap name, correct? 
that's a fact. Well, that's it is what you do. You make music, of course. Definitely, definitely music. Um, that's first and foremost. I'm dabbling in other things. I would say I'm exploring like my creative uh boundaries or whatever you want to call it. But uh, music for sure. That's where it started. If if it's gotta end somewhere, it's probably where it's gonna end. Word, word. So, what are the other things you dabble in? And just real quick. Well, um, clothing recently. Oh, uh, I'm wearing one of these Diamonds and Roses shirts right now. I turned like, I turned uh, the mixtape into clothes, and I'm trying to like, instead of just making it seem like it's merchandising like the tape, like I'm trying to make like a small brand out of it. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I'm trying to study it too, though. You know what I mean? Like these aren't just like your basic like plain quality white tees that are just gonna like you can see the diamonds and roses shit fade off in like a month every time you wash it like all quality you know, shit yeah we really trying to put out something that you that you'll want to wear you know what i mean that you want to buy your kids as they start going to elementary school in a couple years and shit you know so um mostly <laughs> i didn't want to jump too far ahead but so like where did you get your start in the music game and why hip-hop and rap music um Honestly, you want to hit the blunt, Echo? That's what I was saying. All right, my fault. Um, but honestly, like for music, it goes back. Um, I don't usually like give too much credit to like anybody else with it, but like my father is uh, a DJ. Okay. Um, he DJs. So it's uh, in your blood a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely in my blood. He, but he DJs heavy, bro. Like when I with my mom, like had just gave birth to me and everything. She's probably like what eighteen, nineteen years old. I think my dad was twenty four. Like he got some years on her, and uh, he was working at this radio station out here in the nineties. Yeah, I think I was born in ninety five. So, like he's he was out here maybe ninety five, ninety six, working this radio station. This big fat like Puerto Rican dude, but he like darker like Dominican tones, and he got like Jerry curls and shit. Like my dad, <laughs> he was driving a eighty five Mustang with the t tops and shit. Like my dad was like a vintage DJ. You feel me? And he had um. To this day, he still does. He does old school nights now, and he, he DJs '80s freestyle. But along like alongside of that, he DJs newer pop and like rap too. Like um, he does Sweet Sixteens, weddings, like whatever the fuck he can get into, you know, gets his bag. So um, being around his vinyl records growing up, you know, seeing uh Straight Outta Compton on vinyl, seeing Slick Rick on vinyl, seeing like Heavy D and the Boys on vinyl, um, KRS One on vinyl, like all these guys on vinyl and shit, like. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed about you. Like you, you definitely pay homage to the old school and, and the and the ones that paved the way for for the rappers that's rapping now. That's one thing I respect. Yeah, I have to. I feel like, and the reason that I feel that way is because I'm tied to whatever my dad's musical roots are. Because my dad's musical roots were like bestowed upon me as as a young man growing up. Whatever I chose to find on my own time and make my own inspirations is what it is but like i came from where i came from you feel me whatever was given to me when i came into this in this world is what shaped the foundation for me to like find the past and create who i've become today you know so i gotta give credit first and foremost to like everything i grew up on so like i look back on like g units like um when, when they dropped that collab album that stunt 101 shit no oh, okay yeah yeah me, just like, throw back it's yeah. a little hazy in the memory right now but well, that's like the hit single, and it's like stunt one oh one. I'll teach you how to stunt my stay popping my bro. Like, I look back on all of that to be like that's what made me end up becoming a rapper because then next thing you know, I wasn't really exposed to like 
drugs or nothing when I was like really young. I didn't start smoking till I was sixteen, and then right, right. when I came out doing so, that, for to, to me that's late. A late. Yeah, that's to, like to every bro to everybody out to everybody old. I rock with that's late, bro. To everybody I rock with, so I look at that as like, okay, like all that happened. But the second that happened, all my boys is like, oh, like we freestyling, like we was bullshit, we young. Everybody be doing that, right? Yeah. But then they heard my shit when I started freestyling, and they were like, "Yo, that's hard. I don't know why you not rapping." And so, I, of course, you, you go, you get gassed up. You were youngin', and it's like I'm smoking with all these older cats that's telling me this. So I'm gonna get gassed up a little bit. I'll start writing some raps now. Eventually, because I was getting money at the time or whatever, I just decided, yeah, I could try a studio out. Why not? And then it ended up being like engineers and like people I would work with, no matter where I was at, would tell me like I had something going on. And you can't take that shit lightly because people don't tell you these things for no reason. Yeah. So that's what pushed me to continue on. And things got in the way. Like, you know what I mean? Got locked up. Yeah, um, I was going to say, so you said you started around 16. And apparently, from what I heard, you was the man out in Bethlehem. You was that um, boy. Not I mean, to incriminate yourself, but if you want yeah, to get into that. I, I don't like to call it that. But I mean, I don't really consider it like incriminating anymore just for the simple fact that the case is closed. Um, Everything's over. And I don't do it anymore. So, like, if anybody is watching this that, like, is trying to look at this for, like, evidence or whatever, just know that that ain't me. This, this shit's over, nigga. We on the better I make I, I make music, and as you can see, this is what I trap now. It's close, bro, for real. But um, I wasn't, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, people do gas it up. I wasn't no kingpin, bro. Like, I, I sold weed, but I sold, like, a lot of weed or whatever. And for anybody in, like, my age group at the time, like, you knew who I was. And, like, that's just, that's just because, like, I always had a pack on me, whatever, no matter what party we at, if it's one of my boys that you know is always with me, they probably had a pack on them. Like, it was just like that. And it's nothing to brag about. I'm not trying to glorify it. I'm not telling you, like, yo, you're the man if you sell weed. Like, bro. Like, this is shit you just lived through, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, really. shit. And what that turned into is I'm 20 years old. This was uh, April 2015. And I'm 24 now. I'm not, this isn't um, present, obviously. This is past. But I'm 20 years old. It's April 2015. And um, my mom's front door gets kicked in her crib a little bit after she goes to work. I'm upstairs brushing my teeth. I got half a pound on a fucking TV tray in my bedroom. The Xbox turned on, the music bumping. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. I just rolled out of bed. I'm brushing my one, fucking one teeth. One wake-up call. Yeah, I'm in my boxers and some Ugg slippers. And they come in, two riot shields in the front, all lined up through the back. There's so many cops, I can't count, bro. Yeah, they seen Ugg slippers. They knew you were selling drugs. Yeah, they was like, oh, he's he cozy. Like, oh, yeah, this nigga's cozy. He chilling. I don't know how long I had that. I apologize. It's all good. It's all good. But, um, yeah, bro, like, so that shit scarred me instantly. And, like, like I said, I'm not trying, like, I'm not trying to sit here and claim, like, I'm some super trapper or nothing. Like, really, I'm not even really, like, really street oh, nah. or nothing like that. Like, I'm a nerd. Shit, bro. I ain't going to, my crib got raided a couple times. Not for no drugs and shit, but, like, you know. Suspicion. Yeah, just, you know, just regular shit that niggas go through if you living in the type of environment we live in, you know what I mean? Niggas had to do what they had to do, you know what I mean? Police did what they had to do, that's it. Yeah, they doing their job the same way at the time I felt like I was doing mine. Yeah, fuck them niggas, though. Had to pay for a new door and all that, but... Yo, my mom had to pay for a new door, bro. I had to deal with, like, some bullshit going through that system because, like I said, the cops that was investigating me, like, they had me painted... The way some some people that talk about the past me like try to paint it like I was some 
Super Kingpin big or some shit. shit. Like, like I was big shit. Keys cross cross coast and shit. Yeah, and like people like bro, like even the homies like to claim that shit. And I'm, and I'm gonna like tell you right now, I'll be the first one to tell you, bro. I was a seventeen. It was in between the ages of sixteen and twenty years old that I was really like trapping heavy. So a kid at that age, like yeah, I was smart and whatever, and I was getting to it, and I knew what to do with my money in certain ways. But like to think like. I was out here making shit move. Make I had a whole network and all this shit, and I was like some type of guys like beyond me for real. And to to be honest, like just to get back to like where we was at with the music shit, like what happened at that time when I got locked up was I was in Full Sail University for music production, bro, and I had to drop out. I had to withdraw from all classes because I could not attend classes because I had to go do time, like for real. How was that experience though, Full Sail? Um, well, Full Sail. How long were you there? Uh, I was in full sale for like eight months, six to eight months, somewhere in that time frame. Um, straight A's, I, I promise you, like, there's two classes that I failed, but when I got the F's, like, you could there's, you could use three, like, retake. Like, it's just you get, like, retake points or whatever. You could retake a class. Mm-hmm. So I got the F, and every time I retook them, I got the A. And the only reason I had the F's is because I was too busy trapping, I promise you. Um... And, like, just really what came of that was um, they sent me a laptop. They have this thing called, like, the launch package. So I got, like, the laptop, the mic, headphones, everything you need to be, like, the studio starter kit at the crib. And I used it. I had all my homies coming over all the time. And it, like, wasn't even always about school. Like, I just had the equipment. Like, so I felt like that's what I was going to do with it. If I had to teach myself, if I had to learn the curriculum, whatever it was, it was going to get done. And because I have this shit now. And, um. Luckily, I was still able to keep all that. I still use that laptop to this day. Shout out Full Sail. I'm going to pay y'all back one day. I promise I should have done Facts, facts. But, um, okay. That's an interesting story. You know what I mean? I'm definitely glad you you got your shit straight right now. I'm definitely way better. Moving up. Diamonds and Roses. What's that about? What, what, where'd you come up with the idea for that? Um, Disclaimer, I, I didn't come up with it. Um just like exclusive on space network media yeah you're gonna hear it here first um i gotta give like credit really where it's due uh my boy melzy so he is the producer behind every song he made the artwork and obviously because he made the artwork this is the exact text it's beautiful artwork i'll put it up right here so y'all can see it you know what i mean thank you i appreciate that because that's it we got stickers it's all coming crazy but um like he made the artwork based off of a concept because we were on Twitter and um, I was using the diamond, like the jewel emoji with like everything. That was just a thing at the time for me. And he was using this like dying rose emoji. And I'm a real like visual learner for some reason. So when we were making these songs, we had like three at the time uh, is where it started from. And uh, we were tweeting each other and I would always put the diamond, he always put the roses. So like one day I just put them together. And I just started tweeting like that. And then he followed up and he did it too. And at that moment when I felt like, yo, we just like really like clicked like that. I was like, yo, what if we call the tape Diamonds and Roses? And I came up with a whole concept like, yo, it's basically like it's a clean slate, it's a new beginning. Like we're trying to give them um, something from the ground up. Like these are these would be our roots. Like this would be where things start to, to change for us and start to grow in a different direction. And we, we do something different with ourselves. Like... <sighs> I, just, I went all like in this whole rant about it or whatever, but basically he took that and ran with it the same way that I ran with it. He went and made the artwork and then he sent me like four more beats and then it just became, oh, 
and RJ and Mosey Dick, where it's like so he was like Steve Ditko and your Stanley type shit. Type like, like yeah, bro, just like something like he, came he, up with he the was art, the Eric Beatum on Rock Kim or some shit. Yeah, feel me? Like you, you made the shit pop exactly, and like he he came up with the the beats, the structure for every song, and he came up with the the artwork and all he did. You know what I'm saying? He said he sends me the artwork, he sends me the beats. And all I can do is run with all that greatness that he gave me, you feel me? And, uh, damn, I cannot answer the phone call right now. I'm in the middle of the space. Yeah, man, we're doing something for right now. Yeah, man, they, they can hold it up a little bit. They're going right. to they gonna turn my phone off. Mm-hmm. But, um, basically, just, like, I just made songs. Like, like any other time I would approach a song or whatever. And the the way I click with, with Melzi, even though he's from Cleveland, he's actually from Cleveland, Ohio. He's not He's not local at all. Um, we've never met in person. Everything that we've done as far as link up has been via Twitter. So um, just to build that connection with somebody in that way and click the way that we do is special to me. So I, I pride myself on it. And I try to go harder when he sends me some. So I feel like that's why we got some real quality stuff on Diamonds and Roses. I'm re-recording it. Um, I'm putting it out on all platforms soon. And there's going to be like even more clothes coming out. It's not really even officially out yet. I'm just selling like these basic tees to start off to some of the some of the homies. You know what I mean? Uh, these probably won't really drop, and we're just gonna move on up with some new stuff. Yeah, and I was gonna say like about like your style of music. I'm gonna say you want some like smooth shit. It's not really even necessary like some gritty street shit because that from from your origin story, that's what people might assume. Yeah, like that's the music you make. Yeah, and from your intros like G and shit. But it's like you you want some um how can I say like like you on your your Tory Lanes type like <laughs> you you trying to you trying to cater to ladies like you on your your pretty boy type stuff. I see definitely the women um and diamonds and roses now I mean it makes sense. See now that that's another thing too like I always felt like because of course there's there's one or two of the homies wherever the fuck we at that's gonna be like oh diamonds and roses like. What you trying to do over there? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that I'm like trying to get some weed. Yeah, like I'm Dimes trying to be super. Way into some pussy or something. Word. Yeah, like I'm trying to be super feminine or whatever. And I'm like, look, bro. End of the day, the one thing that I feel like everybody at this point, at this generation of music, should have learned just from Drake coming out and being the artist that Drake is and reaching the level and the stature that Drake has, is that just like. Catering to women with music, with your music, is gonna get you places. Like Frank Ocean has said it; he's come out and said it many times on his music, and his music is extremely popular. Drake has come out and said it many times, where he's like, "I don't, I don't really care what a grown man thinks about my shit. Like, as long as long as these women out here like bumping and vibing to my shit in the club, they doing their makeup to my stuff, getting ready and everything like that. Like, we good. Yeah, that's all that matters. And man. I feel like that's real powerful. Now, is that to say that like? Every song I make is for women and I don't make nothing for the homies and nothing like that. We can just be on some like real like team oriented shit and just like vibe out to like, yeah, this is what we feel too. Like, no, I do. I do it all. Like, you know what I mean? There's songs in there for my, for my, for my homies, for like, for the players and play anthems or whatever. Like I do try to mix it up, but the focus, like if you want to talk about like you go through a lot of my songs, you may find a lot of like slower vibes. Cause like, yeah, I want, I don't ever want to like really put out a song where like, a girl hears it and she's like, yeah, I don't really want to bump to that. You want something that, that everybody can be like, yo, this is this is it right here. Yeah, maybe not every type of girl is going to bump every single song I drop, but like at least like 
whatever song I put out, like there's at least some type of girl that's gonna vibe with it. Yeah, that's my shit. We we put on some good work real quick. Exactly. And it's been like that, bro. Even count like my most hype song, my most like for the homies, like we vibe and we rock into this shit. Girls love that joint, and that makes me proud as fuck. Cause I'm like, yo, I'm just out here being myself, and y'all dead fucking with this shit. Like that's what's really most important to me. Like it ain't even about like what I try to target or like what I'm doing with my music. It's just like. I'm being myself on these songs. I go rock in the studio, especially when I lock in with Zay. Like, I just go in there. We just start something from scratch, and I just, like, zone out, bro. So, like, the fact that people are gravitating to me more now when I'm starting to unleash more and do more of that is special to me because it makes me feel like that's all I needed to do all along, and I'm glad I finally got a grasp on that. That's valid. That's valid. All right, so before we go on, let's, let's, uh, let's travel a little bit, man. Where, where are you trying to go? Where's your, where's your destination of choice? You got to take me. You got to take me to the Death Star. You got to take me. Death Star? Yeah, you got to take Star me. Wars League? Yeah. All right, I've been trying to meet Darth Vader for a while now. I mean, I'm trying to take his crown. Star, yeah. Star Wars coming out soon. All right, so, so here, like, here with a snap. We <laughs> out to the Death Star. Ooh, you need a double snap. Double snap. So, we out here now. You and Zeta Cannon. Yo. 21 Savage, Metro Boomin'. What, what what's that about? What y'all got cooking up? Wow. You see y'all y'all collab on a lot of tracks. Yeah, I mean, uh, we go back like uh, we got like similar roots creatively. Um, you know, what I mean, I feel like he he was around for like a lot of like my just creative starts me coming out of my shell and becoming the person that I am. And I, I feel like you know, what I mean, he'd probably say the same. Like we were just around the younger days. We go back to like middle school. You feel me? So I'm 24 years old. Uh. And it's just like you go back that far, and like we can still click and we can still link up. Like that's that's a beautiful thing in my opinion. Like he older than you, or uh, no, I'm older. I, I'm I got a little bit on him. Uh, but like I don't know, bro. It's just crazy because like I remember when he first started just messing with like sounds on like a program, and then he went into making like those club beats. He was making like Jersey club music a lot. Like, he, okay. he really took off with, like, Jersey Club. He's, he's from Bethlehem, shit. too, right? Yeah, he's definitely... Uh, we're both from, like, from Bethlehem and shit. Um, but, like, he had took off with, like, Jersey Club music and everything, and that shit was crazy. And then to see when he transitioned and started making, like, all these songs, and, like, you got No Juice Cues hopping on, like, a bunch of his music, and, like, they're both making, like, really quality songs together. That, um, that Shoot Your Shot shit comes out, and, like, for me, for me, that shit turned up everything, like... I don't know, like, if it's globally considered a hit yet or whatever, but, like, it needs to be because that song is, like, really popping, and that's one of the things I, like, I just see his growth in, like, every way. Yeah, I'm familiar um, with No Juice Q. Yeah, and just, like, to for, but for me, just, like, to see, like, Zay's growth, like, musically and the way he, he grasped his sound and, like, changed it, you feel me, is, is huge, and I had to get in the studio with him, in my opinion. So I just wanted to wait until, like, I you know what I mean, I got myself right and I wanted to approach it right and, once we did it, the first time we sat down together was count, and yeah, that's what that's what came out. That, that shit, that's that's my shit right there. Get into what was the creative process for count? Wow. What was the inspiration behind you putting the, the Shaq and Kobe? That's how you feel. So the the specifics on count is basically, um, you know, we just we had talked for a few weeks about like getting a session together, and then once we finally had time, we did it. Um, we go in there. And it's just regular shit. It's just like linking back up with the bro. Like, you know what I mean? We roll up, 
eat, whatever, you know what I mean, snacking and shit, just talking. Uh, we listened to a little bit of Diamonds and Roses because that had previously been recorded in the same studio. Um, so we were just catching up. And then we were trying to establish like a vibe to where we could find like that common ground or whatever. So I come with the idea, like I'm just like, yo, bro, for the beat, like what if you just like start playing sounds and we just like, you know, just find some agreements and see where it goes. So we start picking, playing sounds, I'm picking sounds, he's putting them together and organizing them and everything. And uh, then that becomes the beat for count. Like that's literally just how it went. Like, just play some sounds. I'm like, y'all like that. Hey, yo, that shit sound hard with it too. And then, like, but as he's playing the sounds, you know, he, he's patternizing them the whole time. So, like, it starts to come together. And every time I hear something get added, I'm like, yeah, I like it. Or there might have been like that one or two things I didn't. But for the most part, I feel like he has an idea of what I like already somehow. Like, it just naturally happens. Yeah, that's like one of your one hype songs. You, you think you're going one on one with Stephen A? Talking shit? Oh, oh, that's on. Um, I mean, because Stephen A, he talked that talk. I don't, I don't know. Not too many. I don't think too many had to get the gab like he does. I will say this. Um, I could talk my shit, Stephen A. So uh, consider this an open invite. If I ever get to a level where you feel like um, my phone is worth ringing, we could talk. <laughs> right, man, shout out to Stephen A. Smith. You know what I mean? But Definitely yeah, the lines. The lines basically just like the Shaq and Kobe shit. Um, that really came to mind because Zay's a Lakers fan, to be honest. Yeah, you and already know. L.A. I'm not no Lakers fan. I'm a Sixers fan, and I I, I live with that. Hey man, I respect. That. I was an AI fan growing up. Yeah, that's, so I ain't gonna hold you. I'm stuck with that. You feel me? But um, like, there's just some correlation uh, of uh, what I say about um things that me and Zay went through on that hook. That's like for real. Like um, you can't count me out. Can't box me in. Can't lock me out. I won't knock again. Like, bro, that's really about us just like battling adversity. Like people calling us like weirdos and trying to put us in the box and like saying like oh we trying to do this with ourselves and we trying to make it seem like we look like this type of person or whatever but we ain't never gonna be this we ain't never gonna be that because like people really hate it bro like i used to dance i was like i was a jerker uh i used to have i used to have highlighted skinnies bleach skinnies and shit i had a fucking blonde mohawk and shit bro like pastel tees yeah with the tight jeans like bro when i tell you they hated me like because i was different i was the weirdo or whatever and I was tatted up at 15 years old and like I was some real out the box type and they weren't trying to let me win. So I was like, bro, y'all can't stop me. Like I'm, I'm going to get it. And like we had me and they had a conversation before the session, before we ever got in the studio about trying to find a way to to put that vision onto the song where it's like we could just talk about how, how that made us feel. That's pretty much why I ran with it. I was just like, yo, we just going to come hard at them. Like y'all really can't fucking stop us. Mm-hmm. That was the, the jerky shit. Yeah, you had a pair of Lottos? A pair? Three pairs of Lottos, Shit. You think you can get a battle going? Who you, who you think? I think I, I could take you in a fucking battle. You could take me to jerking battle? Yeah, right now. I, um, I still got it in me. I'm not going to hold Raymond you. can get it too. No, I mean, we, we, all, we, all, we all get it. No, I mean, I'm with it. I'm with whatever. Hey, Lamar, with all due respect, bro, I'll really do you dirty on a jerking battle right now. Man, I, got, <laughs> I got videos on, on YouTube. Nah, I got to like my spot. Are you videos on YouTube? Yeah, I got videos on YouTube. I got 12K like on YouTube. So okay. I uh, all right, you got you got it with the views. Yeah, you know I mean? I'm not gonna hold you. I was really promoting. There's a shit. video. There's a video. Yeah, I was. That's another thing too. Networking, like even back then at the age of 14 through 16, when I was doing that jerking shit, like my networking game has always been crazy, bro. Every single night there was this website called Tiny Chat, and like it was like yo, the first I never remember that. I don't. I never had one, but I never remember that. It was like Uvu and Facetime. It was like video call, 
And, bro, we used to get, like, these, everybody would make rooms, all these different jerking crews from different states, bro. And I'd be all up in everyone that I could get in, bro, talking to all different crews at different levels, like those hometown crews that you never heard of. And then, like, you'd be in one and the Power Rangers hop in there. Or, oh, or like, um, Swag Society or just, like, one of the real, like... That's exactly why I remember, because they Day used to be on that shit. Exactly. The Rangers. And, like, bro, just to be on and, like, networking with these people. Like, um, you never heard of Slab 4? Of course. Okay, exactly. LOL kids. Bro, so, for, consider oh, this. No, I, I, I used to remember the whole name. Oh, my God. There's some of the homies, right, that became the East Coast Slab 4. And they didn't just, like, steal their shit. They were like they got the green light. Yeah, they were like that was bestowed upon me to be that, and that happened on Tiny Chat, like because these East Coast niggas was like, "Yo, we fire fast. Y'all gotta check our shit out." And like, cause just cause they linked up, and they were like, "Yo, what's up with it? We fuck with y'all, whatever." Blah blah blah, and then it just happened, bro. Like the the amount of networking that went into like all that dancing shit was like really different. That's what taught me that the possibilities were endless because I took a bunch of what people would have looked at as misfits at the time. Hanging, we all and we all just hanging out bullshitting or whatever, and we decide we gonna start dancing. We do it, and you know what I mean. All I did was go steal two cameras from CVS and fucking record the videos, and then take them home, put them on this Sony Vegas demo, and mm, we edited a song over it. Yeah, put a song over it and just put it out. And you know what I mean. The only thing that I could really take credit for is like trying to organize everything and doing like a lot of the networking, but it worked for us, bro. And like that's why I'm confident in my music and that's why I'm confident in everything I'm trying to do with myself because I know like as long as I have that energy with myself and I believe in it like I can really make whatever pop yeah. I'll tell you right now bro I believe in it bro I, I see the vision I mean I'm fucking with it right now I told you the, the first time we met was at uh what event was it? I know Peanut was having it shout out to Peanut oh, it, was, it, was uh, at, um, the, it was at the movement before they closed down the movement on uh, South 3rd um, East 3rd Street in Bethlehem where, where? Peanut had this uh this um, event where he had a couple poets, he had some artists, and then he had some. Um, there was like actual like art around from like different artists. I remember there was a uh, two different artists from um, Jersey, and then there was like Peanut stuff. There was like two other like hometown girls that had like their art around. Yeah, like, bro. musicians and shit. Of course, I, I told you from that. Now I was like, yo, this this one nigga right here that's performing, I fuck with his shit. And that's well, that's one thing about your performances. Like sometimes they seem like they're just on the fly like you don't even like do prep for certain performances because like the one we had last week the mystery club event it went pretty okay now i mean yeah. i uh i wasn't totally satisfied with my presentation that's why i didn't promote the video as much but it still turned out pretty well you know what i mean it was a great turnout shout out to my hands Edgar. shout out to uh Teresa. it was crazy it was crazy for me because like it was last minute of course um you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't expecting to, like, get hit up for it or whatever. And then I'm able to finesse my way out of work, like, that hour early or whatever to get there, like, in a yeah. decent time. Definitely appreciate you being able to even do that. Just hustling, you know, just, like, trying to make it happen because I was like, yo, at the end of the day, like, I want to do this music shit. So, like, if we can make it work, let's make it work. So I make it work. I get there. And I don't, like, I don't have any idea what's about to happen. Like, I don't know if I'm about to go on first, last, anywhere in the middle. I don't know who's about to be there, if it's going to be two people or 200. Like, I have no idea what I'm walking into. So, I get in there. It's a little bit more of an intimate thing. But it, the thing I liked about it the most is it was very creative. And you can tell that by the way it was put together that it was outside the box. And, like, that they weren't trying to be, like, anything that's already going on. And that was dope to me. Like, the way um, um, Dude had the, the painting that got, like, unveiled. 
they took like the curtain off of it. Like that was sick to me. Like just stand, standing there watching that, I was like, just the way they put that whole thing together and like the attention that his art got after like the cape was taken off and everything. Like people were walking up to that dead joint for like 20 minutes. Yeah, just was, checking it out. Dope. Shout out to um, J- Johan for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, shout out to you, Beautiful yes. artwork. You can follow her at Born Center 95 on Instagram. Um, check his shit out. Follow him twice. Make, make yeah. another account. Follow him again because his art is fucking sick. Definitely do that. And um, it was at another event as well. If you want to get into it real quick, at second base, it was a Will's listening party. Yeah. I hey, speaking of that, um, miserable by default. By Will Steezy is gonna be coming soon for sure. Like he he just had this listening party for it on this past Friday, and there was a couple performers. Uh, I was a little bit more like close with him while he was putting it together so like I know like only a few of his like favorite artists were able to perform because he didn't want to have like 30 people performing um, so it was like what four or five of us maybe and it was a free event too right yep and it's, it's a free it was a free event or uh, for the community there's no like there's that. no like liquor or, like nothing else like it wasn't like at a bar or nothing it was at second base like this like beautiful second base vintage clothing store uh, in Easton, Pennsylvania and um you know, it was like a, it was a nice, real, like intimate setting. It was like a pretty much more like of a showcase for the couple artists that were chosen, and obviously, and most importantly for his project. And um, one thing that I'll never forget about from this night, and it was like real special to me, was prior to the event, um, I had planned with the other artists that were selected to perform because, like, he told me like how important it was, like that these were the artists performing. So I wanted to get them all together and make a song. And it was like surprising, you know what I mean? So like we do it. And five of us link up. It was me, running to Utopia, Liz, uh, Mosum, and we just we just got in in the studio at Quentin's crib and we just made this song, bro, in one night. And it was just like beautiful. We were there from like what, like eleven o'clock to like three in the morning type shit. I might have been there till four, four thirty, like it's crazy. Sounds lit. That session uh, became this like really great song, and we got to to debut and perform it for the first time at the event, and and we got Will to come inside and like really like be front row and like focus for it. And after the song got done, he was just like, "Hey yo, tell me y'all got an open verse for me. Like, what's going on?" And like that whole moment for me was like real, just like priceless because. The funny thing is, like, we were in the studio making the song, and everybody else was like. Yo, if we're doing this, like, Will has to hop on it. And I was like, yo, don't be mad if he doesn't want to. Like, he's in the, he's in his bag working on this project. Let that man work. But the way that he the way that he jumped on it like that, I was like, all right, y'all was right. Because it was meant to be that way. And I think it was just, like, magic. I really feel like when this song drops, it's called Evergreens. Uh, I'll give you no more details other than that. But the fucking song is beautiful. All of these artists are on it. Will's going to get added into it. And, um... I really think it's going to be special. Uh, I'm making sure that we do a video for it. I don't care if it takes months until we get everybody in the same place for the video. It's going to happen. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great song. Now, last but not least on your music shit. You know what I mean? What, what is Value World? What would you sum it up to be in like a quick summary? Value World is first and foremost more than more than the music valley world is just like valley world is like um a way to literally bring the valley together like i'm trying to 
give you something where that can be considered just like I don't know. It's just like it's kind. Of, it's a movement. Valley World's a movement. Valley World is for everyone in the valley. Like you don't have to be a certain rapper, a certain person in a certain clique. You don't have to be friends with certain people to like rep Valley World. Like if you're from the valley and you're doing like anything positive with yourself and you want to like just like rep something that like feels like home, like Valley World's your home. Like for real. Like no matter where you go. You could always say Valley World, like, if you're from here and you know anything about what the scene is like and, like, what we're doing out here, Valley World. Right. I fuck with Valley World, man. Shout out to the whole ABE. That us. Yeah, no so. matter what ends you from, for real. So. Hey, I feel like this next one. Yeah, man. You been stalling. I've been waiting for you to like that shit. You been, he's waiting on me. Yeah, I'm waiting on you, I was man. waiting on you. Green light. Green light, word. And we're we going to switch it up. Gonna get out the Death Star. You know what I mean? I'm gonna highlight Darth Vader later. Think we're gonna Vader, go. Vader. We're just gonna go to space real quick. We're gonna go to my natural habitat. We're gonna explore the cosmos real quick. So, so before we was <laughs> getting to potting, we were just shooting the shit a little bit, watching the video YouTube. So. Looking at fellow creators such as Adam Twenty Two, Dame Dash, seems like they got a fucking little strange relationship going on. I, I don't really know what to think of it. It's funny. What, 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 what would you say? Well, seems like they' about to have like, from what Adam says, they' about to have a little talk show that they're starting on on the Dame Dash Network. Oh, so that's what yeah. I didn't peep. Okay, so. What I'm getting from this is like, first off, I just found out about them even knowing each other exist uh, today. Like, obviously, I would know Adam would know about Dame Dash because, like, you know, Adam had to study the game together. Yeah, so I didn't say, yeah. But to to, to, you know, to so find, I'll give him that. Yeah, to find out though that Dame knows of Adam, number one, and number two, that Dame is doing anything uh, publicly with Adam, I found out today. Like, I had no idea, uh, and to see people from those two cultures because like I look at Adam like as a figure in the SoundCloud rap era like to me that's where he's prominent at like yeah, he, he put like, on he, he put on rappers like niggas. He with Smoke Perps and the the Smoke Perps and the Lil Pumps of the world yeah. like he put on these kind of people you know and the Lil yeah and the Snapchat porn stars and we're not gonna get into all that but like I look at Adam as that and then I look at Dame Dash as 2002 OG gangster rap. Even before that, not mid, late 90s, yeah. jiggy rap. He, he seen a lot of evolutions in the game. Dame Dash. But like Rockefeller, though. You feel me? Like, rock like, but but in, in my opinion, like those were the real gangsters. Like Rockefeller, Cash Money. Like You feel me? So, <coughs> <for support. coughs> Excuse you me. Right? Yeah. I guess so. Alright, man. You know, the paper hitting you a little hard there, I see. Yeah, I hope you can hit it. But, um... Who you talking to here? Ain't call me Young Cleefer for nothing. My fault. That's the OG smoker smoker, man. No disrespect. Top shot up. But, fucking, speaking of, yo, that's a good movie, by the way. Shotters? Yeah. I was watching, like, they had it on Amazon Prime, bro. Classic. Wow. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Um, 
Arkansas stream, though. But, uh, all right, so for Damon Adam, right, like, watching the first interview, I think, was from a month ago, if that was their first one, because uh, that's what I was watching first, and when you left, like, then we realized, like, oh, um, that's not even the interview you're supposed to be watching. So, like, we went and watched the one where he talks about Kanye and everything. Yeah. And now I'm, caught, I'm a little caught up on what they were doing. And, um, like, first off, the, the dynamic to me seems a little, like, I, like I feel like you were saying, like, it seems, like, a little tense. And it kind of... Yeah, you see, like, I can understand Damien. Like, he's trying to learn shit. And sometimes, like, you just don't know how to take it. Like, this nigga just be coming at him hard as fuck. And sometimes I like that shit. Like, yeah, nigga, come at this nigga. Like, that's what we need. We need somebody to tell these white guys some shit. But if you're trying to learn something, maybe you could, like, actually learn it. Instead of, like, when he's trying to... When Adam is trying to make a point... Dame always interjects and he and tries literally to get talks his over point. it. Yeah, he's like, like, okay, like maybe I do want to hear what Adam has to say a little bit. Now, I mean, I want to hear his perspective on certain shit. Yeah, it almost seems like Dame's not giving him a chance to have a point because it's exactly. kind of like, yo, Dame, like, yo, you got a point, bro, but you're not gonna yeah, sit here he, and he tell made me a that lot he don't got points. a point. You're not gonna sit here and tell me he don't got no points because he got points. Like, and and that's where I feel like the problem was with Dame. Like, like you were saying in, in the interview, is just that. He always wanted to have his comments overshadow what Adam was saying. Yeah. The one thing I did like that Dane brought up is, like, why why isn't there... Lord Jamar said this to Vlad, too. Why isn't there somebody white and white media that's giving a spotlight to their shit? Like, like why can't they be on that level? Yeah. Why y'all holding them at a certain, like... No, not even, not even that. Shit. It's like... He said it because he was like always, trying to box why, him in. He felt like he was trying to be boxed in because he got compared to Revolt as opposed to getting compared to like a HB, HBO. No, no, not, not Dame. I'm talking about why... Like, Dame was making the point to Adam. Why doesn't a white... Somebody white get make a white media outlet that gives spotlight to like rock and roll, country music, pop music, and shit like that? Like, why isn't... That why do they always want to come to our culture? Not that not saying that they can't necessarily, but why why don't they have that for them? Oh, okay, I get it. like why like why that's, can't that's they focus on their own? Yeah, shit yeah exactly. Okay, I see where you're going with it. Um, I mean that that makes perfect sense. Like I don't I don't see any reason why they can't do that. They should do that to be honest, because they have more knowledge in those fields as opposed to like sitting here trying to talk about um all these drill waves and like. Uh, like you know what I mean Complex want to cover like all the gritty parts of the gangster rap and like not yeah, tell yeah. you you know like G Herbert could give money back to the kids and shit he don't want to tell you about that they want to tell you about his homie that died like that's that's another thing Dave was talking about too like they want to glorify all the bad things that come out of rap and yeah, not look at the like good it does for people shit that's that's positive and all that yeah like you gonna tell me that like Kendrick Lamar influences like gay culture or some shit like no not really bro mm-hmm. I mean I feel like yeah, he gives I, a positive light that. No, but it's a, it's an example. It's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. like they'll they'll sit here and paint like that kind of picture, as opposed to just saying like, "Yo, like he actually really does something powerful for the world. Like he sends out a good message with his music." Yeah, and it's like white people they don't they don't fuck with rock and roll or none of that shit. It's like all like nowadays all they know is, now. is rap music. Rap is pop now. Like, I think a lot of people need to realize that. And I know it's been said before. Don't ever, I don't ever want, like... I like that, too. Rap is pop. Yeah, I'm not really trying to, like, 
be like quoted as the first person that said that I've I have taken that idea from hearing it before. Um, but it's reality. Rap is the most popular genre in music right now. It sells the most. It is the most heavily promoted. Rap rap artists are the ones touring the most, getting the most bread in every way, streams or otherwise, as far as like merchandising goes and things like that. Um, so if rap is the most popular thing out, rap is pop. Because like it, it is, bro. It's just everywhere. Like everywhere you go is rap music. Like it doesn't matter what night where that you at? Rap influence, hip hop culture influences all culture, influences everything. Corporations, all that. Yeah. Now you got like, like you were saying before about Lil Nas X. He just went diamond, taking a rap style sound into country. country. Took that shit over. Put Billy Ray Cyrus on the track, and we going diamond. But at the end of the day, even though it was on the country Billboard charts as well, you know damn well it was on the rap ones. And yeah. that song is going to live forever. And people can say whatever they want about Old Town Road. They can say whatever they want about Lil Nas X and coming and out the closet. his career is solidified. That's yeah. It. At the end of the day, he did what he did. Yeah, and you got to respect say whatever they want. His career is, is etched in stone. The baby body Panini. So just put that on paper. Put that shit on wax. Like, he, he got some heat. <laughs> Get a little homie credit. You been you been keeping up with the NBA at all? You been watching any sports? Yo, I'm more in tune with this NBA season than I've been in the last four. I'll say that. Honestly, Probably. me too, man. Like the way the style of play that these niggas are playing at now, bro, is it's fucking insane. It's like now, like when I see ISO plays, like these niggas is cooking. There's I see crossovers all crazy. I seen a lot of ankle breakers already. It's only been like a week or two into the season. Yo, one thing I'm really happy about while we're on this, two players, individually and specifically, um, Kyrie Irving and what he's doing right now in Brooklyn. Kudos to that man. Like, yeah, I definitely like how Brooklyn's looking right he's now. Come so far, he's come so far. He's come so far from being uh the Robin to LeBron's Batman. At one point, he's come very far from that. Yeah. And alongside that, look at Trey Young. Yo, oh my good. He had a um, injury scare last night. Yes, he did. The um, MRI came out negative, so he's good. He could be back um, by next week. So I hope um, Trey Young has a speedy recovery because God bless that man. Hawks need him back. I think they got cooked. Um, I forgot who they played. Needs him back. Huh? Basketball needs Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, basketball needs Trey Young back. Because Trey, it, I'm telling you right now, and, and quote he, me, quote me on this. He is the next Steph Curry. Like, this nigga is doing Trae some Young's crazy the one, shit. Trey Young's the one that's going to break his records. Yeah, I, I believe it. Trey Young is going to break the shooting records. I'm talking about most threes in a game, most threes in a season, win the three-point contest. Like, what do you want? Trey Young going to give it to you. I yeah, promise right. you. He, he's really giving Atlanta life. And then fucking Vince Carter, his 22nd season, he's playing well this, um, I hope this year. I hope he playoffs. Yeah. I love them boys. That team Yo, is so cool. Yo, if they cool. make the fucking playoffs this year, bro. That team is so cool. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, can, can, can we do that? Can we try to, like, see the playoffs real quick early? So, let's let's go. We'll start well, with the East. Got? Start with the East. Go to the West next. Yeah, yeah. Who you got in the East? All right. So, Sixers. I, we're not even going to go in order. This is just, like, we're going to give it eight teams, I feel like. So, Sixers have to go to the playoffs. Bucks. Sixers, Bucks. Nets. Nets. It's three. Um... I would like to see Atlanta, so we'll go forward Atlanta. I would like to no see No order, right? No, there's no order. Um I would like to see Miami. 
Oh yeah, Miami's um, looking good right now too. Jimmy and Butler. The, yo, Tyler Hero. Yo, like you're a he hero went boy. <laughs> like twenty nine points, the most from a Heat rookie since the win week. Yeah, yo, for the kids, you gotta get this right. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you probably got it. Mm-hmm. You do. Do you straight? Sorry about that, folks. Just as your shitty role, but I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Made me look bad. Yo, you just like all the homies. I can't do it. I had to defend myself there. All right, so back to the CD. What we had five? Let's run it back. We had Sixers, Bucks, um, Heat, Hawks. Yeah, Hawks was definitely four. No, but I skipped three. Who was the third team on me? Nets. Sixers, Bucks, Nets, Hawks, Heat. Five. Man, we're back. Um, Shit. Okay, so the Celtics, right? The Celtics have to make it. Oh, yeah, Celtics. You know, they still got uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Yeah, they still have essentially the same squad, Mm -hmm. even though there's, like, certain things different. Um, Wow, so what's that, six? Yeah. Yeah, We got two There's so many fucking teams. I don't even know. Oh, Toronto. Toronto got it. They they got to get there. I can see Toronto making it at seven. And then my my eighth team is going to be Detroit. So that, oh, that's yeah. the East. D Rose, he, he's playing very well this season as too. Before we even hit the West, what you got on the East? All right, for me, pretty much. Okay, so Sixers, Raptors, Nets, the Bucks. Yep. Um, I do want Atlanta to go there. Sixers, Bucks, Atlanta, Um. Who else is in the East? Where the fuck is Victor Oladipo? Indiana? Indiana, yes, he I want to see Indiana get there. Okay. Victor Oladipo, that's my boy. That's one I'm missing. Do not on. sleep on him. See, I had to pick the Pistons because of D-Rose. Pistons. So that's seven. Okay. You got one There's more. another Eastern Conference team that's looking good right now. Amber. Anybody but New York and Washington because they suck. Yeah, Washington, I'm not really looking forward to. Hornets, I'm not looking forward to. Damn, I don't really know. Like, the Bulls, now I don't see them going too far. Shit, I'm stumped on number eight. Well, Runners uh, back, Runners seven back. Sixers, Raptors, Nets, Hawks, uh-huh. Indiana, yep. Detroit. I skipped one. Miami? Miami. I'll throw that in there. And fucking... Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. This is probably just out in the blue. Oh, did I say... I said the Bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah, um... I like the Magic. I like how that I, team works. I, I, I like Aaron Gordon. Okay. I could work with that. The West, I know I'm going to be able to name this easy because I know what the Western yeah. team. That's my conference. All right, let's run it back. West Coast. Um, so, Rockets, Lakers, Clippers. I don't care how bad they look right now, the Warriors. So, we got four Rockets, Yo, Lakers, Clippers. To see that dynasty going out the way it's going right now is pretty fucking insane. Yeah, it's, it's looking bad. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, the star power is what it is. When Clay comes back, things are going to be different. I really think... Uh, They'll win. They, I, they even have the potential to trade D'Angelo Russell by the time the deadline comes. Like, there's a lot of things in the air right now for that team. So I'm not gonna lose faith that they're that they'll make it. Um, 
it would actually be a shame for basketball if the Warriors don't have a chance to. Yeah, I think it would devastate just the NBA period. Just like just the Warriors, they've been in there the past five, six years, and see them not not even in the playoffs. Like, nah, yeah, that'd be bad. Can't see it. Um, like Steph, if you if you miss a year of the playoffs right now, like that's not looking good for you. Yeah. So, so that um, that was four. So we got yeah, Lakers, Rockets, Clips, Warriors, off top. Um, I feel like the Jazz are the Jazz. Their record's pretty good. They're three and one right now. Kobe so, and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like, Donovan Mitchell, he's a cannon. More definitely. Um. Wow, there's a lot of things going on in the West that look really good right now. The Nuggets, I feel like I gotta go back. Okay. So I got six. Um, the Blazers, I don't I don't feel like Damian Lillard's ever like soft yeah. at seven. And honestly, um, I don't know how a lot of people are gonna feel about this, but I watched one of their games this year and they balled hard and they beat the Warriors up. Uh OKC. OKC is my eighth yeah, team. That, that that was in my head too. They they it was like by thirty, I think. Yeah, they did bro, they did the Warriors. Dirty, you know, talk about like Chris Paul, uh, Gallinari, uh, Gilgis Alexander, just like the way they were moving the ball, it was very fluid. The shots were going crazy, like wow, yeah. it was fun to watch. They're a good looking team. Yeah, so, for me in the West, Lakers, when Zion comes back, Pelicans, Clippers, um, Pelicans, both Trailblazers. You got four right now. Um, I think the Spurs will get there. Okay. Um, Rockets. Uh, OKC. They're, I think they're going to see some. And, yeah, I'll say the Jazz. I'll, I'll say that eight right there. It's not bad. Pretty much the same thing. We both left out a team, and I, I think it should be a wild card just because the wild, wild west oh, is I left out the is. Warriors. But fuck them. No, that's cool. But fuck them. Bro, the wild, I think the wild card for me right now would have to be the Mavericks. We both left out the Mavericks. And Chris Stapps and Luka. That's a sleeper team. Very, very Chris Stapps and Luka. Yeah. The Wild West, anything could happen. I mean, shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the record's looking like right now, but that, that's definitely a sleeper team. I, I forgot all about them. Yeah, I need to watch a game. I need to see like a Mavericks and uh, Rockets game or something yeah. like that. See how they play. Yeah, I'll probably pull up the pull up the schedule right here. I did I see a know, highlight. I don't even know who's playing. Luca, Luca almost got hit by somebody. Like somebody came in like real crazy after. Yo, I saw that. I forgot who that was. Who did play? Yeah, I don't know who it was, but I, I definitely remember seeing that shit. It's crazy. Yeah, and this NBA season is looking real exciting. I think for the finals, it's going to be. I honestly think the Raptors are going to go and take the East because they're looking real good. Pascal, he's looking like he's going to take that team over. Kyle Lowry, he, he's doing, he does his thing. Now, I mean, you're saying but, as far as like the season goes, like the number one record in the um, East is going to be the Raptors. Yeah, I I think they're going to take like even in the playoffs. I think they're going to take it. I think the Bucks over. are going to give it again to be to be real with you. The number one seed, I think, is going to be the Bucks. See, and I think in the West. Mm, Lakers. Lakers or Clippers? I'm gonna I'm gonna just go firm on Lakers to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna Only say. Only because of the consistency of the two players that you got to talk about in LeBron and Anthony Davis. Kawhi's got that consistency, but Paul George doesn't. Yeah, and he hasn't hit a game yet. Yeah, people can hate me for that all they want, but I don't really think he does. And it could be because of health issues. It could be because of whatever you want to say. It's because of, but 
I don't think he has that dog consistency to where every night you know he's showing in, up. In the playoffs, definitely, definitely not against LeBron. But we've seen him when he was on the Pacers. He's not the Pacers' Paul George anymore, though. But even then, he still couldn't get past those Heat teams. Exactly. All those years. Yeah, so he, he they know exactly who they're getting in the ring with when it comes playoff time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm taking LeBron and AD. But the thing is, Lakers is my team, right? But, like, I feel like I don't even get excited when I see them play now. I just feel like it's a bunch, just a bunch of old niggas uh-huh. in the purple and gold. I hear you. Like, they're like, the past AD's couple years, one. like, despite us not winning, we had a young core of, of growing stars. Now, I feel like we still, we could have kept some of them. Given the blonde of the loss in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a, a big loss. Um, Anthony Davis, though, in my opinion, is like still fairly young enough to like lead that team for years to come after LeBron. And they have the potential to, you know, move some pieces in the near future and get some younger guys to fill out those roles when that time comes when LeBron does leave. But, like, shit, I don't know. Right now, you talking about, like, right now, like, the rotational pieces they put around these guys, like, how do they look stacked up against anybody else on paper? Like, some winners, bro. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to beat it. Like, uh, for real. And it's, uh, What did Anthony Davis do the other day? Did he drop 40 and 20? Last night, 40 and 20. The like, like, most since Shaq. If AD's dropping 40 and 20 and LeBron puts up double-digit points and 10 assists, are you dumb? Like, they're going everywhere. Every, anywhere they want to go is where they're going to go. Yeah, they're looking real dangerous. You know what I mean? You know, I, 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 say, I, I say the Pelicans is my second team because I should love Lonzo and Zion. He's going to be something special when he comes back. I feel like they're taking health precautions. Like, yeah, he did get knee surgery and all that, but yeah. they're definitely going to be taking precautions even when he is well enough to come back. He's going to come through and average, like, 25 and, like, some other, like, mid-level, like, uh, stats, like, probably, like, yeah. six assists, eight boards and shit like that. Yeah, he's going to have a stat line like that. Had, right? had he been playing, their, their record would be much better. I don't think we've won, um, we probably have won a game yet. Right. Um, but, yeah, with Zion in there, I mean, Zion's going to dog the NBA. Uh, I don't know if anybody, like, if anybody out there is really doubting that, but if anybody is, like, tripping. Yeah. The only way he doesn't dog the NBA is injuries. The only way. Yeah, because I don't know if he's too big for his, like... To be moving around the way he moves? Yeah, because that's what they're saying. Like, he's just, like, he's just a fucking... Too much bounce. He's just, just a, a, a monster of a man. And in, not in a bad way, but, like, you know what I mean? He could have probably be affecting his health. Like, put, like, all that weight on top of them legs, like... Just yeah. like make you comfortable. And all the powerful shit he does, like how D um D Rose and his knees. Cause you can see when D Rose used to do the shit he does, the way he takes off, he puts so much pressure True. in his fucking legs, like you can see that shit. Like but that shit was probably bound to happen. That's the other thing too. Like there's guys in the league like Rose, LeBron, uh I mean, other guys that he doesn't even have to compete with that could like give him that knowledge, you know, as far as like how um he can maintain his health, and as long as he's like not too cocky, he's like winning and open. Yeah, no, I think he's very humble. I think he's yeah. a very humble kid. As long as he can do it, as long as he can do that, um, he'll be able to just like soak up all that knowledge, and hopefully, he can keep himself healthy. Whatever it takes to do that, he has. Any, there's no way you chill out your game like you gotta be Zion, like your air Zion, like you are who you are. You know what I mean? You gotta do that shit, but you gotta find a way to do it and uh, protect yourself at all costs. Yeah, I believe in the young boy, but. For the 
the standings, I feel like it's just Lakers and Bucks for the regular season. Finals prediction early, Lakers and Sixers. And you already know. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was talking about. I was saying Lakers and Raptors in the final. Oh, okay. I think that's what I was I don't think the Raptors are going to win the playoffs at all. I feel like the Raptors will be good in the regular season. Playoff playoff time comes through. Nah. They get shut down. Because when, when you're talking about in the clutch, you're looking to two people in the clutch on that team. And that's Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry. And when Kyle Lowry is your second best thing in the clutch, like, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not disrespecting that man. Like, he could do some things. But that's not going to compete with Jimmy Butler in the clutch. That's not going to compete with LeBron and or AD in the clutch. That's not going to compete with, like, I mean, that's not going to compete with Ben and Joel in the clutch. That's not going to compete with, like, freaking Kemba in the clutch. Like, I can see I can see what you mean. Yeah, bro. There's so many teams that have, bro. I for, yo, I, I forgot Kemba is on the Celtics. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see them getting to the playoffs and, and getting a pretty good spot. Even, like, the Pistons, bro. Like, you got D-Rose and Blake in the clutch as opposed to um, Pascal and Kyle. Like, bro, that's mm-hmm. looking better. There's a lot of different options out there in the East and especially in the West. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Last year, that was definitely the first and last ring. But, you know, I, I like to have hope for, for certain teams. I really want to see the Rockets make it to the finals. If it was Rockets and Sixers, I'd Yo, be even happier. Russell Westbrook, I mean, he, he's doing great things, too. Now he's the second leading man in uh, triple-doubles ever. Ever. He probably he might lead it by now. Now, uh, Oscar Robinson has, like, 183. And this nigga, he got he is like one thirty nine, one forty, something like that. He just passed Magic Johnson. Oh well, he's gonna he's gonna zoom past yeah, that yeah, this year. Yeah, because you already know he's about to have a whole other season doing triple doubles. He already dropped triple doubles the first couple of games, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm aware. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, man. This this NBA season is gonna be real interesting. Hell yeah, two K is mad fun too. Just throwing that out there. If you ever want to do this, you know that. There's been a lot of interest and shit. You um. You listen to Jesus is King? Jesus is King, yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to it yet. I, I, I will give it a chance. At first, I was like, you know, I'm not listening to that shit. So I'm not with all the religion and gospel, as people may know. But for shit like this, I got I should have listened to it. You know what I mean? So I could give my synopsis on it. Nah, but fuck it. Like, what did, you, what did you think about it? Before I even, like go with what I thought like to touch back on like that Dame and Adam thing like and tie it into this real quick Dame had an opinion on Kanye when like Adam was trying to say like uh, I'm not really fucking with this album and like it's all like uh, media bullshit or whatever yeah. Dame had an opinion where it's just like bro Kanye does have like all the mental like health problems that he claims he has like it's not bullshit so that's number one number two Everything that Kanye has done, everyone talks about. And it all reaches like a certain, you know, level in the media, in the world, in the culture. Like Kanye touches all that. And he always delivers. He always gives you something good, no matter what it is. You can never say it's bad music, no matter what type of music it is. He does good music at everything. I always, no matter what, it's always... Some he always putting out some fire shit. Yeah, so as long as that's who Kanye is, like anybody, someone like Adam or someone like whoever the hell, like put respect on that man. Damn, you feel me? So, but hearing the album, uh, the first like I tuned into it like two or three times in like different capacities or whatever. But 
it's very, very gospel. And in the same sense, it kind of like throws you for a loop because he really does rap on it. So yeah, like gospel rap, like he really just did that. And um, in my opinion, it's hard, <laughs> to be honest. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's my favorite Kanye album. Like it's not even anywhere close to my favorite Kanye album, but there is good music on there. It is fun to listen to. And uh, <clears throat> there's a couple songs on there that got a couple of verses that it's just like, all right, yeah, like I hear you. You're doing some other shit right now. And um, he got that one song where he's like, like talking about just like Chick-fil-A. He's making like a lot of Chick-fil-A references and like, um, I think it's called Closed on Sundays. And that song hard as fuck. It's actually like pretty deep, like the way he gets into it and everything. But how the way, like the way he articulated it to, to make a hit record on some like on some gospel shit and like everybody still feel it in both in both senses is is crazy and I feel like people are knocking it right now but this album probably could expand and go really big or like I wouldn't be surprised if that when that movie drops like this shit turns up to another well, no it's already out I seen um some people wanted to go see it um, last night oh really yeah it's an IMAX mm-hmm. so you know would you pay money to go see that if I have I gotta see some reviews on it. I can't I can't really even say yes or no right now. At the moment, at the moment, just like blindly going into it now. Yeah, I I, I want to go spend my ten dollars to go see Jesus is King. Yeah, blindly it's based going off into it. And I'm no, not saying and I'm not saying no to like say that like Kanye couldn't do anything good with that like idea or whatever because like it's it's probably is good. I don't know what it's about to be, but um, yeah. I don't really even like go see movies a lot. So like, to go for that one like nah like the, I went to see Joker and we like the movie. yeah like I'm not yeah <laughs> I'm not like doing that like, nah I'm not gonna do that like, right. I, I love I love his music and I'm gonna just leave it there like I'm, if it's yeah, if it's my, cool I'll find out about it. My only gripe with this nigga is just the, the inconsist inconsistency of the shit that he says. As far as like, for then it was. Yeah, he started off with Jesus um, walks and all this. So we knew Kanye had this in him. Then you go into the I am a God stuff like this. And now you're you're telling your wife you don't want her to dress sexy or provocative. And I was like, that's cool. I respect that. And then you're not making secular music. And then you're trying to like, I don't know. I just can't. I can't. I can't believe it right now. I, I have to see it just a little bit more. Like the transformation. Yeah, I'm not hating on it. Like if that if Kanye thinks that Christianity is the way to go, then then that's his path. You know what I mean? But I just can't buy all of it right now. But if it's helping him, that's that's what I am happy for. Yeah. Like I, I see what you mean, like starting with Jesus walks and everything going into like more of that like I am a god and like when you were saying about um how you said he like he doesn't want his wife to wear provocative clothes anymore and everything and then like on oh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy he was talking about I'm gonna marry me a porn star no it's other you know what exactly I'm shit but, like uh, um, you, such you, a fucking you're such a fucking hoe I was that was only last year like exactly like like what the fuck do you want Kanye like what do you like what are you trying to give <laughs> us here but that also 
um, you know, like speaks to his bipolarness that he came out about. And as far as like Dame was just saying all that shit with Adam, that that is a very real thing for Kanye. So if if that is the truth and everyone close to him will tell you that Kanye really does deal with that bipolarness, then you go all the way back to songs like All Falls Down and and everything from the College Dropout album. Like there's a lot of contradictive lines on the songs that like the, the lines bounce off of one another yeah. and they're contradicted to each other. You know what I mean? So like it's not very surprising to see it happen on a larger scale between albums. Is, is all I can really think and if that's really who he is and he's got like that split um, personality like that divide in him at all times you get that duality through his music and I mean it's special bro and a lot of people hate him for it but I feel like they'll appreciate it more maybe when he's gone as a Saturday song or, or maybe whenever he decides to put the pen down yeah it's just- yeah, as much, like Dane said, as much as niggas might be mad or whatever at this man, niggas need Kanye. He makes shit lit. Without him, the shit would be boring. Facts. I mean, but hell yeah. Other than that, man, how how you feeling? This was a pretty long episode, man. We got a pretty good discussion in. I'm feeling good about it. Shit, I'm feeling good. How you feeling, Echo? You feeling all right? Pretty good. Pretty positive. Go on. Head out of here. We're going to travel to Cosmos a little bit more. Get, get a little bit more higher. You know what I mean? I definitely appreciate you pulling up to the space station, my brother. Hey, I had to take the portal, you know. You know what I mean? From Bathroom to Allentown. I had to take the, the portal through here. Shout out. Yo, can we get a shout out? Yeah, yeah. Can we get all these shout outs. Eat your shit off. Can we, hey, can we shout out? Can we just get a shout out to all the homies? Like, yo, shout out Scotty. You feel me? Shout out Scott um, Summers, my brother. Shout out and, Lee. Shout out New. Shout out, uh, shout out Zay. Little ugly. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, shout out everybody that's fucking with me on Apex. You heard? <laughs> like, nah, for real though. Follow me on the gram. It's six one zero Guru. It's the same thing on Twitter. Um, you can find me on all platforms. It's R J the Guru. The only difference is the the is a T H A. A lot of people put the E. Ain't no E. You get that right, you'll find me. Find me on YouTube. We got videos and everything. Like, come get with it. We out here. November 15th, New is going to be having a set and fashion show uh, of Unity and Diversity held by my man's Raul, or Ramen Siho on Instagram. Not me. He's hosting it at Allen High School, November 15th. Pop out, call off work, do whatever the fuck you got to do. I'm going to be coordinating a new set. Not me. Pop out, show the community some love. We're trying to do it for the youth. This is something special. I feel like we're actually going to be doing something. Like, just something like that. Just in school. Then where the kids is going to be able to see. People of all ages going to be able to see it. This is going to be something lit. You are going to be able to purchase clothes. You are going to be able to get a visual. Which you are going to buy beforehand. It's going to be lit. So, you know, this has been another episode of Space Station Podcast. And we got it.